What are you drinking there? Coffee. The transformation continues. I know, I know. So how many cups of coffee do you drink a day now in quarantine? Probably between one and two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> An average of 1.5 cups a day. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's, more than, it's more than your historical self. Mm-hmm. I'm planting the garden today. Isn't that a very quarantine activity? I'm planting a patriot patch or whatever the fuck they're called. Victory garden. Okay. What does that mean? I'm going to send all my vegetables to Nora. (laughs) You know, during World War II. Yeah, yeah. Gardens with the soldiers. Yeah. It wasn't gardens with the It was just people who had gardens and then gross shit. Okay. Um, Victory garden. But you you plant... We are going to victor over the plague what what do you plant like vegetables you don't you do that every year well i didn't do it last year because we moved into this apartment late and then the previous two years i lived in that horrible horrible apartment that didn't have a backyard true true so this year planting some vegetables and some flowers oh my god smitty smitty the green smitty green thumb beer man (laughs) yeah That is I. I'm going to kill all the plants within like the first three weeks. Ugh. I don't want to talk about my plants, but, um, okay. (laughs) Don't ask me. (laughs) So, so today, so I'm, I just finished book two of the Neapolitan novels. Oh, nice. You're zooming. Oh yeah. What's, what's the end of book two? Remind me. She just gave um, a, a, a spoiler alert. So she just <laughs> she just published her book and is like on a book tour, I guess, and gave her like first a, book. Yeah, thanks. Okay. And then, <laughs> I oh sorry, <laughs> sorry. I guess it's just autobiographical, <laughs> so I shouldn't be surprised. But anyway, um, <clears throat> she like is giving like a book talk, and one of the people in the audience who asks a question is Nino and then the book ends oh she's like okay. I recognize the voice of <sighs> Nino Saratore and I was just Nino like Saratore. and then and then it was like morning my time and I immediately on my kindle just you know how everything's all fucked up so I use my parents Amazon account so I go to buy the third one feverishly uh-huh. it's like all I want to do is <laughs> read the next one it's so fun. I feel like... You're like, it, does she get to fuck Nino or not? <laughs> Please tell me. It's about their love experience, Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, it was definitely more of a cliffhanger ending than the first book, as I recall. Anyway, and I'm just like more into them. So I tried yeah. to buy it and then I couldn't. And then I had to wait for everyone in New York to wake up to like fix Amazon. <laughs> so now you have it? Yeah, I have it, but I have, I just got it so i actually haven't started reading it the third one oh. but you like them all you didn't like it's yeah not like that's crazy well, i i got so i got them all together from the library it like came in a set so i didn't have to like go out and come back in i just read straight through and yeah i liked them all because it, it's the full story what is there not to like <laughs> i know but it's it's amazing that an author could write a series and they wouldn't get worse 
Yeah, I mean, if they did get worse, I, like, didn't register because at that point I was so invested in finding out what happens. Yeah, the story itself. And the story has, like, maybe you said this, but has, like, extremely good momentum. It's just, like, I want to keep reading all that. Yeah. I don't think I... I didn't say this. Um, who? Somebody. Maybe Liz was talking about how the short chapters really help, like, push momentum. Or were you talking about that? I think Liz may have said that. And yeah. then also, like... She does this thing that is potentially as a narrative meth, um, device. Device, thank you. Potentially kind of cheesy, but I, it doesn't matter in these books. Um, which is that she's like, and then two things happened. And then one thing happened. <laughs> and then she explains them. And, but it's like fine. Because like when, yeah. when she's like, except for the two, things, two bad things that happened. And you're like, all right, buckle up. <laughs> Her daughter was killed and she was raped. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> Except for those two little things. But yeah, I mean, it's so good. And then when, when in the gap of time, when I couldn't read the third one today, I tried to... <laughs> you slit your own wrists, basically. I tried to, I tried to watch the HBO show. Like, oh no, why? Because I just wanted... I, I'm not like against... I understand it's going to be different for the book and I'm just like, I haven't seen it and I'm just trying to get more of the story. You know, like I have okay. a need. And um, and normally with my VPN, I can watch HBO Go. And yeah. today I couldn't. It's like... Why? I, I don't know. Said, like it, your it just, country needs to go fuck itself? Yeah, it was like... It, it, it was like... Um, HBO is only available in the U.S. and the U.S. territories or whatever. I and mean, that's so, probably for the best because you don't want to have the, the those actors in your head. I already have my people in my head. I've already read two books. So you think it so could you get, like, it, it could get I, overlapped. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good, that's a fair point. Maybe, you know, HBO is actually doing me a favor. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Thanks, um, HBO. And then, and then because I was so desperate for the story, I started Googling, <laughs> like, um, like what I think should exist, which is like walking tours of Naples. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, but I actually did find a, a Google map where somebody put all the main points where oh, that, like, that's cool. it's, it's really awesome. I can send it we to you. I wish we had read them before we went. There. I think about that every day. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, like completely, I really, really want to go back because like, yeah, when we were there, like they had already been published, A, we just didn't know about them. They had been, they were published in 2012. The first one was published in 2012? Well, the first one was like 2011 and then translated yeah. and then 2012 I, and then once the a year, it was like, they came out every year. What Lena says about them, which is like true, is that they're like in airports and they have those horrible covers. Have you seen the cover? Is it like the, is it the HBO girls? No, it's not the HBO girls. It's like, I got to send it to you because it's like actually insane that that's the cover they picked. I really don't I, understand it. Yeah, you should send it to me. I vaguely remember it because my mom has the, my mom loves them too. And she has a physical copy. And I remember seeing it being like, okay. But yeah. she was like really into it. And eventually after like a few people highly recommended them, I was like, all right, I will read. But the cover also threw me as I recall. Are you sending yeah. it to Telegram? I'm, yeah, I'm about to send it to you. I'm just trying to find one where it has all the... Because they call it the Neapolitan Trilogy, even though there's four, because I guess maybe that one came out later. I don't know. Oh, I've heard just the novels. I haven't heard Trilogy. Oh. It also makes me so happy that it's four, because like three is like too little. Yeah, but I, I, the fourth one is really short. Mm. So really, it's sad. There you go. See? 
Sorry, that's a really small picture. Oh, you yeah. Idea. Yeah. It's, like, actually insane that those are the covers. I really, I don't understand, like, what she's doing. Who, those are, so that's not from the HBO series? I think it is. No. No, no, no. No. It's just, like, some, like, actors in pictures? Yeah. <laughs> this is actually horrible. It's so weird. Yeah, it, it really, I remember, like, even the first scene could have been something with the cover. I mean, it's... Like, but that doesn't tell me anything about the story. Yeah, yeah, no. like it looks. That looks uh, like more like Virginia Woolf or like some kind of like British. It does look like that. Like yes. lands. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> I kind of now that I'm remembering like my mom Virginia being like, Woolf bullshit. The Apollitan. I was just like, are you trying to say England? <laughs> In my head, I was like, I can't be Naples. Um. I guess because they go to, they spend a lot of time at the beach or whatever, but like that's not the Italian beach, I don't think. Well, I, yeah, that maybe it is. Maybe that's like the sea grass or whatever, but sea gardens. Oh, and, and after I found the map of the, of the different spots in the story, I ended up watching like 30 minutes of like an NYU professor giving a lecture. <laughs> it was not satisfying. On the like, <coughs> connection to Greek mythology. And I just definitely had that sort of like anti-academic feeling where I was just like, shut up. Nobody cares yeah. what you think about this. <laughs> the book is just good. I'm like kicking my table, sorry. Okay, let's move on, shall we? I have to kick things while I speak. This is now the Elena Ferrante podcast. Podcast. Yeah, it's like, okay, fine, we can move on. Uh, do I have anything else to say? Nope. Yeah, I think they might be, like, top favorite books for me. Top it's, favorite. It's kind of shocking how that could be something that I didn't know about earlier if it was so good. Maybe they weren't translated right away. I forget. Yeah, I don't know. I also feel I like... I really think the covers... I honestly believe the covers have done a huge disservice for people like us. It's really bad, yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Because I also feel like th- these, the books, like, because they're about a really close girl friendship. Yeah. They, I don't know what it's like for men to read them, but I can't really imagine. But, like, <laughs> surprisingly, I cannot enter the brain of a man. <laughs> but, like, I feel like for for. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm projecting on everyone, because it's what I'm having, is just, like, my experience being mapped onto the characters yeah. in every moment and being, yeah. and like, little pieces of it. Like, you can just, it, it's really, it's kind of shocking how it could be, like, so, like, touching so many people in such a specific way and being, like, set in 1950s Naples. Like, it's just in yeah, a no, world that's really, really far away from all of us. I mean, there's got to be, like, a fair number of books that deal with, like, intimate female friendships, but there is something about this one in particular. Because the f- the female friendship is somehow prioritized almost at every point above all her other relationships that makes it feel like, I don't know, relatable for me. Oh, which one do you relate to more? The narrator or the brilliant friend? No, the narrator is supposed to be the brilliant friend. You didn't get that? At one point, Leela says, you're my brilliant friend, like you have to study. 
it's a double thing. They're both <laughs> the, the lit major coming through. It's a double thing. <laughs> I already said literary whatever, and then you corrected me to say device. Um, I am the narrator, definitely. It's right. hard making you the making you the whatever. No, I I feel like I relate to both of them, but I yeah, I don't know. I wasn't meaning between the two of us. No, I know, I know. <laughs> I was just But kidding. that is the you know, ultimately. That's if we grew up in Naples, would I have thrown your doll down a vent? <laughs> no, because you're not <laughs> you're not sadistic is the thing, and she is sadistic. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. It doesn't. I don't know why I'm opening. I want to open this, but it's gonna be really loud. Um, she's like. It? Oh my god, <laughs> Lily has some iPads that she's she wants to put on. You can you can open They're it. Not Who cares pads. if it's loud? Yeah, they are. They're what eye masks. Wait, oh, eye patches. Okay. Okay, okay, pad, patch, mask. I think those are all. I'll open it separately from the amazing words that I'm going to say first. Okay. <laughs> You'll wait until I'm that, speaking. That's, that's the th- yeah, exactly. That's the thing about what I mean about the characters. Like, you can map yourself onto different aspects of them. Like, obviously, it doesn't perfectly map on because, like, Leela has this sort of superhuman quality that I feel like yeah. people don't necessarily relate to but if I were to just like I don't know I feel like if looking at our dynamic I saw there were some aspects of her that I saw in you oh thank you I am super human (laughs) all Um, the like fucked up shit (laughs) you getting beaten by your husband every day really (laughs) reminds me oh god it's so hilarious (laughs) ha 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 but yeah, I mean, definitely there's something about both of them and something about like their childhood priorities or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also just, last thing I want to say about the books for today is that I think the other really, really intense thing about the books are that they talk about like abuse and rape and all, all the stuff that happens in her life, like really just in a really, yeah, matter of factly in like quotidian way, the way it like actually is, which is, yeah, or was or is or whatever, instead of it being, I don't know, it just somehow, it doesn't like, exist on a separate plane. It's like in the same plane as everything else. Yeah, and it's not hidden from the narrative like it would be in some other narrators might, you know, do in a sort of romanticized way. Right. Yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. It's just like really, really present. Well, yeah. I I think also for me, I didn't real when I first started re- reading, I didn't realize it came out in 2012. I fully thought it was written like oh, at yeah. that time. That. And so that especially would be surprising if she talked about rape. So, so cavalierly. No, she doesn't talk about it cavalierly. But if it was yeah. written about in the 50s, yeah. Yeah. But like, you get the sense that, like, her her autobiographical character, like, or whatever, the character of Elena Greco um, wrote pretty explicitly in her novel, her first novel. And that was yes. in the 60s, so yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm trying. Sure. This, the thing about this, these eye patches are 
that the package is impossible to open. Like it's so it's so hard. <laughs> I you could do it. I believe in you. Look where Why I am. Why do you use your teeth like a normal person? I I roll Lily my eyes. Is giving at you. me a giving me a a bad look. A side. Do you know look. how much dental work costs? I bet I it's mean, cheap in Russia, right? I, yeah, it's cheaper, but like, what? Am I just gonna bite everything so I can get my teeth re- <laughs> like get new teeth? In Russia, cheap for you, fifty five dollars. I mean, it you've, is. you haven't been to the dentist in Russia, have you? I have been to the dentist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the orthodontist. <clears throat> Molly's doing a whole orthodontistry thing here, um, that you know would be a lot more expensive in the states. She did Invisalign. Oh, She's doing a whole thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but like I. Um, don't need to do that at this point or I don't think I do uh I'm still you yeah, know your teeth are good yeah are they though I mean I did the braces thing we all know and then I have like a tooth that's moving but I just ignore yeah where's she moving she's moving to Denver <laughs> all right it doesn't matter but the point we is, are hilarious if I could you wiping your eyes with a cloth napkin is such a thing. <laughs> Iconic Simitty. Uh, she leaks and she has to all right, tamp it. Get your fucking eye patches open so we can there start we the actual content. All the all the fine young men, men that listen to this podcast are like, oh, we had to listen to the, about the Elena Ferrande trilogy for like two-thirds of the episode okay what i want to say about that sorry boy is that it's something that i got in like the equivalent of like a, a drugstore type place at the okay. casa at the um cashier and you know just like a really like a fully impulsive like random yeah. purchase <laughs> like, and ah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like anything else i'm like yes everything <laughs> You just like knock the little shelf over onto the conveyor belt. I'm like, can you just open the bag for me? I just scoop. <laughs> um, because actually, I mean, it is true though. When I am in stores <clears throat> in the time of COVID, I definitely try to get more. Like, yeah, makes oh, sense. Yeah, I mean, not just yeah. groceries. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna need seven packs of gum. <laughs> I also, I justify all my, like, like we've been going to the bougie supermarket, which is bad, 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 bad. Which one but is I, that? Like, it's that, like, Lincoln one that's over by the park. Oh, the small, like, bodega one? No, there's a, there's a full grocery store there. What's it called? That's, it's called Lincoln Market. Okay. But I've been justifying it in my head because I'm like, well, I'm spending much less money in general because yeah. I'm not, like, eating at restaurants or, like, taking the train or anything. Well, you're spending... Oh, I thought you were going to also justify it by saying, and it's really important to take care of your body and immune system. <laughs> yeah, it's important that I have $5, like, organic quinoa rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs> and brie cheese. Really important stuff. Over there. <laughs> oh, no. She tear. No. Oh, no, so, missus. The first thing Uh-oh. I liked about this poor choice is that they're gold. That's yeah. fun. And then they're they're like this slimy kind of jelly Wait, texture. Really? <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with it? Oh my, just you put the put big it side on the in. wrong way. 
yeah. the big side goes in? Oh, I don't. Yeah, I think that's what you did on your left, on your other side, right? Uh, is this? I can't see really well. They look like, like banana slugs. That one that's is. What they are. <laughs> <laughs> that that one looks better placed because it's like actually under your eye. The other one is just like on your upper cheek. There we go. So yeah, they're gold. They're this like rubbery kind of jelly, like jelly-like texture, and they're not like sticky. They don't have like one side stick and one side not stick. They're just jelly, and they hold this on. Is, okay, this is one hundred percent a scam. <laughs> they're just designed to like stay on your face and do absolutely nothing. Else. They are not a hundred. <laughs> they're not. I read the ingredients uh, because I'm a face. I'm a skincare expert. Oh no. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh and yay now i can pitch my my app pitch so that somebody will make it for me what i want is so okay <laughs> okay programmers write this down smitty um right, i'm writing so what i want is basically an app that can take a picture of the ingredients of a thing okay and not just like and obviously, it would be able to then, like, search each term, right. but really clearly present um, each term and what each ingredient and, like, what they do. And those kinds of, like, bases of ingredients exist already, but they don't exist in a way that's, like, that's like scannable. Usable. Yeah, because matching, like, chemical term to chemical term is very annoying. Why is it annoying? It should be... No, no, I mean, like, if you're reading and you're, like, then you're going and looking at your, like, master list. Yeah, I, I have, I just Google the ones I don't know, every single yeah. one. Yeah. It's terrible. Okay, let's so, get into the, let's get into it now. What, what, are, what are we getting into? What is there to get into? Oh, I thought that you, <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> what? I thought that you were coming with something. What do you mean? I thought, <laughs> I thought that you had something to talk about. Really? Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, I can talk about stuff. Oh, okay. Why did you think that? Because you had been sending stuff to the Sir Ideas channel, and you were like, "All I think I thought you said something about you. You were like, I'll come with a talk." All right. Let me translate. Let me translate this rambling idiot for you people. <laughs> Basically, Smith was about to pussyfoot out of this. And she was like, I don't want to do another week. Because we were just riding high on our momentum of one week. So we were like, let's record another week. Why not? And then Smith was like, two days later, was like, I can't do it. I don't want to. And then I was like, why? We have plenty to talk about. Oh, okay. Or there I will see. be plenty to talk about. We have about. plenty of, we've got iPads. and. No, I mean, I can do an op- update, actually. I do have, the, send- okay. the stuff I was sending, so the stuff I was sending to you was like, I mean, not to you, but to our ideas channel, knowing you couldn't read it. <laughs> Because um, I'm a dunce. Because it is encoded in Cyrillic <laughs> language. <laughs> um, uh, kind of the main updates, I feel like, are in Moscow. Because, so remember last week I told you that, like, there had been this plan to maybe do a, an app that you have to, like, fill out a form in in order yes. to leave the house? <clears throat> and then they were like... And then there's a separate app for people who actually, like, have corona to, like, track their whereabouts. So that's okay. separate. That but they the, are actually using now. I think so, but I, I'm not sure how it's, like, working. But I think it exists. Okay. Um, 
but the, the one that was supposed to like apply to all people, uh, the mayor was like, all right, actually, uh, never mind. We'll just hold off last week. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to do that. Um, we're just going to see how it goes. And like, if everyone can just stay the fuck home and like abide by social distancing and everything and we see results, then we don't have to do that. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Habit. They could not stay home. They love to leave their homes. People cannot abide unless they have the iron fist of Sibyanin upon them. <laughs> so they... This is giving me a tingling feeling. Oh, see, I know, right? it, has, it has collagen, the kind that can be absorbed by the skin. <clears throat> but so really recently... Um, the mayor's office of Moscow announced that, okay, we're going to do this type of pass system, it's called, like, um, not, it's not going to be, were people, like, what was the extent, like, were people being, how they're in New York, where, like, the people are, like, sheltering in place or whatever, but they're also just kind of out and about and not social distancing, or was it just a full free-for-all? No, I think it was similar to, like, I think it was not worse than what's happening in New York, which is, like, people, like, running together in parks and stuff. Okay. I don't think it was... I, I don't know that that much. I've only seen a couple of, like, video blog kind of things, but I think it was, yeah, probably similar to that and probably just that the numbers are getting worse as they are wont to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, numbers checking if last last week, right, a week ago, it was, like, a, over five, a little over 5,000, remember, in Russia. Mm-hmm. With yeah. the majority being in Moscow. And now it is, when I checked yesterday, it was like 13,000. So it's Whoa. It's okay. Big. Wait, hold on, Lily. I have to close the window real quick. Okay. Have fun with that experience. <laughs> Meanwhile, I shall entertain our guests. Okay. I was just busy entertaining our guests. Okay. Welcome, welcome back to the chat, my dear. <laughs> um... Wait, and then what is the, like... So, wait, actual... I didn't explain what happened. Oh, okay. So, basically... More people got infected. Well, <clears throat> I, yeah, I mean, overall, that was those were overall Russian numbers that, that have more than doubled in the past week, so that's scary. So, the um, the announcement was that we're going to do this pass system. It's not necessarily going to be an app. It's just that it's going to be, like, an electronic system. Um, you go to, like, the website of Moscow government, mm-hmm. and you will need to... So starting on Monday, you will need you'll be able to start getting these passes, um, and you they'll start enforcing the passes on Wednesday. So okay. the you'll need to get a pass not for everything, but if you need to like go a distance like to work, um, if you need to go to if you need to go outside of Moscow like to the oblast like the suburb area. So if you work there and you need to go into Moscow also. Mm-hmm. I mean, or vice versa. Um, if you basically the the three there's like you know three categories of going somewhere: work uh, to the doctor, or the third one is like other, um, which is but, like going to the store. But yeah, going to the store, for example, if you're going a distance. But if you're staying within your little like you know neighborhood and you're just walking to the store, or like walking to take out your trash, you do not need a pass to do that. Okay. At the moment, <laughs> um, because there were like rumors about like how am I gonna like take my trash out? Ah, QR code before, and like <laughs> I'm not saying that like 
those people were being dramatic because it's fully possible that 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 the rules will become more strict. But at the moment, um, the, these past rules do not apply to the like you know, hundred meter from your house thing. That that you can still do. Um, going to the store, walking your animal, or um, <laughs> walking your turtle, or <laughs> taking the trash out, you can do without a pass. But then, like, yeah, basically after Wednesday, police will have the right to stop, you know, you anywhere in public, whether it's in a car, whether you're walking, whether you're in public transit, Whoa. and being like, where are you going? And then you show them that you have filled out your little form and gotten a pass, and then Ugh. they say, yeah, it's so crazy. And then they're like, okay, yes or no. And, you know, if they're like, no, bitch, you don't have a pass, then you have to pay a fine. I hate that the police get to be in charge of this. I wish there was some other group that could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean citizens arrest? <laughs> yeah. Why would a citizens arrest some people? Wait, so, but <clears throat> what is the St. Petersburg scene? Like, they're not, are they, and then Putin's just still doing the, like, week by week thing? Or has he been like, okay, now to the end of the month? No, no, no. Putin had... Oh, God, your listening comprehension is really bad. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or my telling was bad. Last week, I was trying to explain to you that he had done he had done week, and then he had extended week of non-working or whatever to a month. Oh, wait. You just told me this, or you told me this last time? I told you that last time. Oh, That's okay. what I was trying to tell I, you. It's not my comprehension that's bad. It's my memory. Different things. It's a sieve. <laughs> I, I mean, understood at the time. No, I, I shouldn't. I also, I understand it's like not, it's, it was really confusing and the way I told it was confusing because I was giving all the stops and starts of my experience with it. But basically the current rules that apply to like social distancing and, and all of these restrictions apply through all of April till the 30th of April. Okay. So they, um, so Petersburg. Are people wearing masks? Yes, much more, okay. m- much more masks. Petersburg hasn't changed significantly in the past week. Um, the like sort of the changes that I've seen. Um, so I've seen parks and like uh, playgrounds taped off with like you know the whatever the stuff is, stripey tape, Caution police tape. tape. <laughs> yeah, but here it's red and white instead. It's a candy cane instead of a. Fun. Instead of yellow, yeah. Tasty. And then I've seen, like, I'm pretty sure this was in the past week. I'm, again, getting confused about time. But, like, there's the, the park near my house. Um, it had one of those, like, tapes across the entrances to the park. And people just ripped them away <laughs> and are in the park. There's just no Whoa. fucks okay. to be given. And there's signs, like, near the tape, there's signs that say, like, in, you know, accordance with this law, you are not allowed. Because the park thing is not a recommendation. As of last week, the parks are not open. Playgrounds are not open. Um, we know y- parks are open. No. What about, like, the, bi- the big ones with, like, rolling lawns? Not open. Not open. Like, the, Whoa. yeah, so the big park that's further away from me that, I can't remember if you know it, Tavrichiski? sod um that would be like it that would be one of those rolling field ones it's big it has you know like a sort of lakey thing in it it has Mm -hmm. like a soccer field it has a lot of stuff it's closed and it has like an iron fence like you can technically climb over it if you really want to um people i'm sure do that in fact i saw two people in there when i walked by but uh, (laughs) and you citizens arrest them citizens arrest (laughs) But they're not supposed to. And also, that park and another park I walked by have this 
sign up that said they have two signs. They have the sign about the law, and they also have a sign that says closed for, um, like basically maintenance. But it says like <laughs> for like drying, like they dry the park out. That's like a normal thing. Like okay. in the beginning of spring, they often close parks for like a week to dry. Okay. So that people don't, like, mess up the sod or whatever? I guess, yeah. So you don't get, like, a big, muddy, like... Pit. Pl- pit with where the lawns are. Yeah. But I don't know why they decided to keep those signs up. But, yeah, n- now they're just closed. So so that's not... So people are just... People don't care about that. Um, and I'm not seeing, like, police all around. Like, I haven't... It just seems like nobody's sort of actually enforcing those rules. So um, in we, Petersburg... So- is the general because the you know the play the parks aren't closed in New York but the playgrounds are closed and people seem to be respecting that and yeah. I'm just wondering like what makes people not respect it in Russia like are they just are well, they some, or in St Petersburg specifically like yeah. are they are is this just general climate that people think it's not that big of a deal still so I think it's that people don't think it's such a big deal still um, and then. Actually, in one in one park, I did see a kid on the playground, but I do see playgrounds in Dvors that are closed, and there's no kids on them because they're like they're wrapped with tape or whatever. Okay. Um, but I think yeah, overall the sort of like vibe of people walking through the parks, not it's not like that many people are like sitting; they're like moving through it. They might be like kids on the playground. They might be like parents standing nearby. There are people walking their dogs. There are people with baby carriages. They're like making use of the public space um I think yeah most people especially the ones walking and like I'm included in that are just like well I'm just walking like I'm not interacting with anyone yeah but they don't seem to care that there's like a sign up that says you can't do that right now in the park Mm -hmm. um the playground thing I think that's just parents being stupid I don't know um and not not thinking it's such a big deal Um, I thought I I feel like we've had conversations where it's like Russians are rule followers. Is that not a thing? Yeah. That's a confusing topic. Because like, I guess, well, I'm trying to remember what context we said that in. Lines? It, I do feel like it was line related. Yeah. Because yeah. lines, yes. You get really, you get <laughs> sheeple with the lines. They love a good line. They love a good line. There's a whole system and... People just, in my experience, like, will will immediately, like, fall into a line without noticing that there's, like, an open area that has, like, for example, when you're checking your coat or something, I've had this experience where, like, there's a line on one person and then there's another person also checking coats who isn't making any effort to tell the other people right. that they're open. <laughs> and then, like, the other people just stand in the one line and then, like, I went over and I was like, are you open? And they're like, yep. I kind of think that that's also that might just be a people thing. I feel like that happens in the U.S. also. Yeah, it might just be a people thing. But in terms of rule following, I think what I'm getting more and more in sort of an anecdotal way is like because of the high level of like like what feels like gray area living or something, you know, between the law and implementation of the law, between the rule and implementation of the rule is where people live and work. And because that feels really high here, like that's a lot of people, um, whether that's not, whether that's working not officially, so you're getting paid in cash and not paying taxes, whether that's um, like, 
how you get your driver's license. Lots of people sort of bribe for that because it's really hard to get. Otherwise, they might at yeah. some point pay somebody money to get through some point of that like hellish process. Um, okay. Things like that. Like basically, bribe. I think bribe systems inherently are like they create this like gray area. Gray area, yeah, between implementation and rule. And given that situation, I think that shows me that there's like a tendency not to rule follow because like you're always living between those these things yeah yeah I mean like the rule is the upper bound of behavior and then the reality is somewhere lower and for some reason Russian more Russians fall into that gray area than people from other countries well I don't I think it's a lot of post-Soviet I don't think it's Russian I'm also I'm also just curious like I mean, this probably isn't even a good example because I don't think they're doing a particularly good job in Japan, but I'm curious about, like, a country that is maybe somewhat, I I don't know how to say this, like, more naturally communal, like some sort of, some Asian country versus Russia that was, like, in a political system for, you know, 100 years that was communal in essence, but, like, something about it being forced. I don't know. So you you wait you're talking about communal being rule following? Well, it's definitely it does seem to lean towards rule following, but just um I mean more the individual um being acutely aware of their role within their society and not always making choices for the self, but for right. the greater good or whatever. Right. And by virtue of their political system, Russians were forced to do that for a long time or did it. I don't know if you want to say forced. They were doing it. Uh-huh. But they seem less inclined to do that now. Right. Then, like, then I want to say, like, then the Japanese, but then I'm like, well, that's not even right because the Japanese, like, uh, very recently were, like, out and about and being like, I don't think it matters that much. Yeah. So I don't know. Or Maybe like it's all bullshit. The other countries that are considered to have <laughs> handled it well are like Singapore, South Korea, and then um, Hong Kong was seeing like a second wave when people went back out. That mm. was scary. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe it's like, we're just sort of, I think people just like to talk about the cultural like nature of like Chinese people maybe, but yeah. then they like, don't actually know anything. They're like, they love to follow rules. And there's like all these like rebellions and like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's obviously like impossible to make these ki- kinds of sweeping generalizations, yeah. but I think there yeah. is something to the like gray area connection. And I, I'm trying to remember. Like, I mean, yeah. People just. It's. I don't think it's specific to Russia that there's a. Pretty much everywhere, I feel like there's a phase that people go through with this virus, given its nature, like the fact that it's a virus, small, yeah. invisible, um, that makes people have a really tough time, like actually understanding that it's real, and then makes them go through a period of denial. And I think it's just like, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but there is something distinct to me about the fact that like they roped off parks and people like literally like, no, yeah, there is something there. Like, yeah, the rule is like societies that are good at rule following, like take rules as reality. Like that just is the reality. Like, wouldn't you think like Germans wouldn't do that? (laughs) 
Yeah, no. And I mean, I, Americans aren't doing it either. If there's like a taped off area, they're not like ripping it off. No. Yeah, smart. I don't, which is actually like somewhat surprising because I feel like in New York, any sort of barrier to entry of any like metaphorical or physical kind is like always removed. Yeah, I'm surprised about New York too because I think of New York as being the similar like kind of individualism and just like whatever. Yeah, I think the the like rhetoric around us being the epicenter has been like effective to an extent. I'm trying to think what else um, changed this week here. So the parks, like now, I mean, new rules have sur- sort of surfaced, but um, I mean, businesses are closed. They were closed before. They were closed since last week, so that's not that different. But they're like restaurants are doing delivery, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, like ostensibly. But like I tried to get delivery this week from two restaurants in my neighborhood and wasn't able to find them on. So a lot of restaurants use Yandex as like the delivery aggregator, Yandex Mm -hmm. food. Um, And like our the Georgian place that I was telling you about. Didn't I tell you this last week? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't able to order from them because, like, they have a sign on their door that says only through Yandex food, and then they, like, aren't there. And, like, you can't call them, so it's weird. Mm. And then there was another restaurant that I tried to order from, and they were, like, after I placed the order, it was, like, sorry, we had to cancel your order. We couldn't place it or something. (laughs) So uh, I'm just, like, a little bummed out about that because, like, I'd like to support my local restaurants um, that I normally go to, and I'm having trouble. But most people, like a lot, there there are also restaurants that are really like, and bars that are really trying to like push the delivery or, um, you know, takeout thing. Coffee shops are definitely doing takeout. Like Brimborium is just like all over social media all the time being like, we deliver alcohol and food. Um, How are they doing? Do you know? Have you talked to him? I haven't. I don't know. I mean, they're really like, they have a, a quite a loyal following, so I feel yeah. like given that they have a loyal following of regulars, they are pushing every day that they are delivering. I'm, I think people are ordering. What know. about the new place, though? Because the new place is just like a venue, basically. The new place, I think they closed it a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't doing well. Yeah, it was hard because it was in like a weird neighborhood and didn't have traffic, foot traffic. Mm. Um, yeah, that would be bad because that was like a kind of dance zone. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, some, some businesses are doing, basically some businesses are transitioning better than others and it is pretty noticeable, but like when you're walking around, most places are closed. Um, and that has been since last week. So that changes the landscape. And then like, I saw like a thing about like this week, um, you can't go to, uh, graveyards. This week. Oh, I was I was gonna ask about that actually. So they closed. They didn't close the graveyards when they closed the parks. No, I guess not right away. Mm. So that's sad. I wonder what's gonna happen to all those people that just like hang out at Victor Stoy's grave. Oh my god. <laughs> Where are they gonna do their drugs? They're definitely just gonna stay there. Yeah. I'm I, really uh, yeah. I'm curious about um about again like implementation and enforcement because I mean it's obviously an issue everywhere, but like. Now with Moscow presenting this much more strict move, like yeah. they will have to enforce if they want anything to happen. Um, 
I know that they've brought in more forces, like basically National Guard type thing. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that, or they maybe have brought in other police forces also. I'm not sure who's going to be doing the checking. Um, The thing is, they don't need to have like complete enforcement. They just need to have enough enforcement that people see that there's a risk if they go outside without their little pass. Yeah, and people have, there have been precedents now. People have already been fined in various places in Russia for corona-related things. What's the fine, do you know? Oh, they're really, they're really varied. Um, for, for the Moscow one, I think it's like, it's kind of, I feel like it's a, kind of a lot. Like, it's at least, at least 5,000 rubles. But I think it's more like, I don't know, I can't remember, but I feel like it's more like, it's over $100 probably. It's a lot. Okay. For just like, I, are you around. like, I feel like recently I've started to have a shift, like, where it's starting to feel like less temporary. Are you into that zone yet? <sighs> yeah. I, I also feel like this past week was like not so much about me learning new things that were happening in my local space, which we kind of talked about because like you, you're like, yeah, now I know what I need to do. I just stay home like yeah. last week. Um, and that was kind of happening for me, but I still needed, I still need to like check because things are changing pretty rapidly here or around here. Um, but I feel like this past week was more about like getting into the rhythm. Yeah. Adjusting to your new life. My life. As a snail. Being a snail. I mean, also I'm just, honestly, I'm trying to enjoy my freedoms as much as possible in a safe way. Like knowing that whatever Moscow does, we're usually pretty close behind. And since Moscow did, they did the like sort of social distancing recommendation thing earlier and then they switched to like inform like it must happen but without that mm. without the tracker thing or without the pass system and then we switched to like basically it must happen actually I can get into that in a second it's really weird um that situation is not resolved for me um <laughs> what is that it dated case is still looming over me <laughs> and then now they're doing this pass system and you know people in Petersburg are still like hanging out in the parks one thing also is that the weather was really really good the day i saw people in the park it was like in the 60s it was really warm that's fucked up and but then it got um it's been like rainy and snowy for the past two days so (laughs) maybe more people are inside um but like yesterday well not the past two days yesterday was still kind of sunny and then it snowed at night it was really weird um but during the day it was sunny and like i told you guys i went on a really long bike ride um and it was really fun it was like me and Pasha and then we met up with uh, Molly and we went on a social distancing bike date biking's a good activity for that yeah because like we never were close to each other we're just like hi Molly and off we go biking (laughs) um and we like we biked to like the we biked to this neighborhood where his parents apartment is where I had never been on a bike and then we biked with Molly we biked to this Wait, you didn't see this probably because you're not on Instagram, but we biked to this really cool abandoned neighborhood. I shall tell you about it. Oh, yes. Tell me. Okay. So, um, but yeah, long story short, like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do that. And that bike ride all around the city, like we went to lots of different neighborhoods. It, on a Saturday, um, the city was 
notably empty okay. of like cars and people. Um, more empty, it felt like than usual, but still people, you know, coming in and out of stores and still like, it's not like, it was not by any means like one of those like ghost town scenes, um, except for the abandoned neighborhood. And I'm just trying to hang on to that. Like, again, like, obviously I'm, I'm not. Because in a week you might be fully locked down. Well, yeah. Who knows when it's going to happen? And also just like, I mean, so Moscow, the other thing they're doing other than this past system is that they've already set up this is so scary. They've already set up, um, like, traffic, like, points coming in and out of the city okay. where if you're driving into the city, you get stopped, and then a police asks you, like, why you're coming to the city. And they're not, at this point, forbidding people from going in and out, but they are, like, clearly testing that possibility yeah. Yeah. Um, because they're asking. And that kind of should... We talked about this as a possibility last week because, like, I'm very um aware that that is a possibility and that scares me more than other things but also just like i don't I, just I because want to be able to bike conceptually and... you don't well the biking yeah but for leaving petersburg what you just don't conceptually like the idea of being trapped even though realistically you wouldn't go anywhere yes yeah that is <laughs> correct sir ding 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 <laughs> why did i buy my car if i can't drive I know, if away I can't zoom away um i'm sorry mr officer i need to zoom just uh, for my own mental health <laughs> um i am going to the tundra okay i got a car for this express purpose <laughs> um oh, yeah so anyway on saturday we went on a really cool tour of this neighborhood so this neighborhood it is kind of in the center. I mean, it's really not far from the center. Um, is it as far out as, like, that graveyard we went to? The soy graveyard? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. It's actually in that area. Like, okay. more towards um, the, um, like, more towards the Petrograd side. I don't, okay. I don't know how much you have a map in your head. I have no map. <laughs> Like, None. if you're looking at the map and, and the graveyard is to the right okay. up there. East? More, yeah, it's more to the left, more west. West. Yes. Okay. So, in any case, we, so we, um, so the thing about this neighborhood is that it's like a block of apartment buildings. Um, what's that, what style, like? Khrushchevki so it was built in the late 1920s it's early Soviet constructivism okay it, it so it was like I think it was finished in 31 they're pretty like kind of nondescript they're like yellow box um I think three or four stories okay and they have that yellow these, that's like a pastel kind of like the Petersburg yellow. Yeah, but the Petersburg okay. yellow has a lot of different. It's more yellow than that. It's like more warm than that in a lot, okay. but it's also like really worn down. Okay. Um, and and I also don't know if that's the original color, but that's the color that all of these buildings are now. And there's probably like there's a whole like square of them, and it seems like I'm not sure exactly how many buildings there are, but it's like a big square, and then within the courtyard, the big courtyard, there's other buildings. So it's like it's oh. a whole neighborhood. It's like, would you describe it as like? Is it pretty? Like, does it have when, they, or is it a uh, more utilitarian? I think that the 
architecture, I like, I, yeah, I think the architecture is, is pretty and is much more appealing to me than um, Hushovki. Doesn't okay. have, it's not panel housing. So panel housing has a specific look because it's made from like, you know, prefabricated like things that are just put together. Here is your bottle. Um, which I honestly am starting to like more and more as I am immersed in the, in the post-Soviet <laughs> In the Russian aesthetic. culture. Wait, what was, what was the fact about the Khrushchevki, like something about them needing to get like a coffin down the stairs? Was that a thing? Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Like the width of the stairway needed to be able to fit a body if you're holding it. That was, that's a weird fact. <laughs> That's all you remember about the Hushrovki. Yep, that's all I remember. <laughs> because everything in the Hushrovki was so like sort of scientifically measured to yeah. be like the most efficient amount of space for everything. Yeah. Um, but so these these are like early Soviet era constructivism, and I don't. We we would have to I would have to do more research to tell you more details about these buildings. I don't know that much, but basically, from the outside, like yeah, they have. Um, kind of these pretty wooden balconies on, like, corners and on the sides. Oh. And, yeah, they're cute. And they, the biggest thing about them, which we couldn't really see when we didn't go inside, um, but which I know is that they were built without kitchens and without um, showers and baths. They're, like, experimental communist housing. Whoa. Okay, so the buildings in the courtyard have those things in it? All of the buildings, so it's housing for like, you know, X number of people. Yeah. And all of the buildings, um, each one has, a, a, apparently, like I didn't see it obviously, but each one has a big communal kitchen, like an okay. industrial kitchen. Um, and that's part of, remember when we did that, remember when we did the Stolovoy episode, like about Obshipis, like about those giant kitchens that, are also stolovas, basically, like canteens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like that, that type of thing. I mean, this Wait, was so from the would era. there have been, so it, there would have been somebody, like, manning the kitchen. It wasn't just like, oh, you come and make the meal for your Yeah, probably. Family. It would probably have been, like, people who cook, and then, like, there's, you know, a sort of table-sitting area, um, and... Right, like I don't think it would have been like a communal apartment kitchen where everyone has their own stove and stuff. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I Wait, feel, why, I the... why didn't you guys go in? It's all like locked up or something? So it's, um, it appears to be like fully abandoned and it's a lot of buildings that are fully abandoned and there's just like, I wouldn't go in there pussy. for a number of reasons. It's, Bus yeah, I'm too scared. Because first of all, like, there are definitely people living or, so people either still live there in some form or okay. are squatting there or whatever because there's, like, some signs of life and, like, it's kind of confusing. But okay. then there's a lot of, like, broken windows and just, like, there's, like, mm. an area where you can see there's been a fire. There's this other area that's just, like, broken windows and you can kind of see inside. But... And I didn't even try the doors, which is stupid. Maybe I'll try them someday and go back. But I just, like, I wouldn't go in there for fear of, like, seeing, meeting someone. And also because it, like, if you were to walk somewhere, something could fall and, like, break on you. I mean, it's not, like, being kept in any way. What, what's the total number of apartments in there, do you think? Like, hundreds? 
Um, it's hard to, uh, well, I don't know how many would be in like each building, but there's like six, eight buildings maybe? Like okay. a range? I'm trying to think how, or maybe more than that. With like and three each floors. three stories. With like a, a couple apartments on each floor. Yeah, probably at least. I mean, they're long. Wait, so you think like it, it just became abandoned because the architecture of it wasn't viable for like non-Soviet living? Yeah, basically what happened was, um, without having enough detail to really, really tell you the story of this at this moment, but what I know is that people did live there from that time period and there were like, um, there the communal kitchen area and then there's like the banya, the banya for bathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of, for a lot of people, especially in the early, this is like pre-Hushroki, pre-all of that um, Soviet era, like those, that housing would be very like modern and appealing and like yeah. great for a lot of people. And then the people, was, and then I'm was sure. Was that people moving like with, from within the city to that apartment or people coming in from the country? I don't know, but I'm assuming it's from coming from the country. Okay. Like, urban living, new yeah. space. And <laughs> I don't, so what I know is that people were living there in some format, like officially until the nineties, basically. Okay. And okay. then when like, cause it was privati- government housing. Yeah. And so with okay. privatization, I think, and with privatization, it seems like basically, um, people were forced to leave, like forced eviction. And my, the big question for me is like, why wouldn't somebody like in that wave of privatization, why wouldn't some investor or someone like buy them and do something with them? Cause like, it's just so much property not being used in like a fairly central area. And I think what happened was people were just like, well, no one's going to like, these are useless because these apartments like don't have infrastructure to have like bathrooms and, oh, they have toilets, yeah. but they don't have like, you know, full kitchens and, and, um, and like showers. So like, whatever this is useless but it would it's be basically good for just like been... a school like dorms yeah dorms. dorms yeah and actually this is really creepy but if you like i'm pretty sure there's like a working kindergarten in one of the side <laughs> buildings uh. it's so creepy because if, if they were to go out the front like they're on a normal street but if they yeah. were to go out the back of their kindergarten it's like this inner courtyard with like all these abandoned houses and like trash and like there's no. cats that live there the cats <laughs> no. are cute <laughs> the poor kids oh my god and there's this um you should look at my instagram because it's in my stories but i'll send them to you after there's this okay. like um l- remnant of an old very old playground it's like it's so so creepy it's like a concrete slide but okay. I guess before it had, you know, like it had the wooden part and the metal part so you could actually slide down it. But now it's just concrete and metal. And so it's just, it's kind of this like beautiful slide shape of concrete, like the base. Okay. Um, another remnant of, of constructivism. And then this like mangled ladder, you know, like, come on kids, <laughs> let's climb up the slide. It's like so <laughs> creepy. Wait, Lily, can you, are you able to like summarize constructivism? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, let me just try okay. to see what it is. 
<laughs> Let me just try to read Wikipedia real quick. <laughs> I thought, okay, yeah, I mean, baby doll. This isn't helping me very much. Abstract and austere constructivist art aimed to reflect modern industrial society and urban space. Meh. Okay. I, I it's, guess. it's just, it's, constructivism is about like practical space, it's about minimalism in a, in a like, you know, Soviet way, not in okay. like a Zen way. And <laughs> <laughs> not the Asian variation. Um, and yeah it's about functionality so I think a lot of the like those values are clearly passed on to something like Khrushchevki and mid-century and then sort of later Soviet architecture Um, but for the early 20th century it was definitely like really radical so there's no like embellishments right It, it doesn't look like the so so okay so a really good sort of comparison of like architectural styles and how they differ in the Soviet era is like looking at a constructivist building like these ones and then right across the street from this neighborhood or whatever you want to call it this sort of block um, there is Stalinist architecture and Stalinist architecture is sort of marked by like columns and ornate things on the facade oh he was into the ornate things yeah they're like it's not the same kind of ornate as um as you know peter the great <laughs> yeah but that's a lot of different types of architecture but starting from peter the great starting from the founding of petersburg um it's not the same type of ornate but it's stalinist architecture i feel like is really like epic a lot of big columns um wide arches really tall ceilings okay yeah like a imposing architecture it's not meant to like be like that's beautiful it's like meant to scare you yeah and i'm scared of this building i think he's gonna disappear me (laughs) he just wanted every Saul saw every building built during his life and wanted them to scare you into (laughs) um it's like oh spooky (laughs) they're like the most, I feel like Stalinist architectural decorations are like the most austere and minimal type of decoration. Yeah. But they are decoration, you know? Yeah. So yeah. they have, and the columns are like that sort of like epic kind of Greek, whatever, classical yeah. theme. Strong man. Of strong. And they like, you know, they're built all along these big wide um, avenues, for example, like Moskovsky Prospect, where I first lived. And w- are they, they're painted now, right? Were they painted at the time? What? These buildings. Yeah, d- yeah, yeah. They were, they were painted like what colors? Nice colors? Wait, wait, are you talking about Stalinist? Yeah, yeah. What color? I feel like when I think of Stalinist buildings, I just think of the color of the stone. Okay, which is like a gray. gray, like, but when when I Google Stalinist architecture, it's just like showing those towers in Moscow. Um, Mm, mm, But yeah, those towers are are one of those like epic symbols. But I mean, like, yeah, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily gray. It's like a lot of the sort of beigey colors, also. Okay, beige and gray. But I mean, yeah, the the 
the constructivist housing project that I'm telling you about, which is called Ka Ka Kadirov. <laughs> Wait, really? fuck I'll, i forget um uh, whatever those buildings are yeah are, are like painted like i told you in the sort of normal way for petersburg buildings when i tried to google the name of this like complex in english i couldn't find anything in english anyway so we should really do something about that and get that seo oh nice Get that SEO. Mm. All right. Well, I we're at we're at um an hour five, so I think we're sufficient. Oh Jesus! Ready? That is correct, sir. Are you ready to stop? What about Mine? you? Though, I, well, I have to poop, so I am ready oh, to stop. Perfect. Okay. <laughs>